they're pushing for the death of the spirit, right? The silencing. And what we've come to now is a place where they don't even necessarily have to censor you because of the self-censorship because you're scared. And what I'll say is if you're scared of speaking out on behalf of what you believe is true, what you know to be true, if you're scared of speaking out because you're worried about losing your job or the IRS coming after you or any sort of ramifications, just imagine how much worse the threat is if you don't say anything. Like you have to speak now because the danger of not doing anything and fighting now is far greater than any sort of ramifications of, oh, I'm going to lose my job if I say who I voted for or anything like that. You have to speak the truth, speak it bold, speak it proudly, because when everyone is silent, no one thinks that anyone else agrees with them. It happens in communism. We see it over and over again. Everyone is so quiet because they don't know who actually is on the side of the state. And that's silence isn't golden it's yellow. That's right. With respect to Alex Jones or anybody else being censored from Twitter, if Twitter's a free speech platform, which is what Elon Musk's thesis for running the platform is, free speech means that there's no such thing as a wrong opinion. We fought an American revolution in this country for what? For the vision that we the people decide in a constitutional republic how we settle our differences through free speech and open debate in the public square. Now that old world monster rears its ugly head again saying that, no, 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 we don't trust the people. I reject that vision. The American Revolution rejects that vision. That is what the World Economic Forum agenda is about. It is a 1776 question. I stand on the side of the great uprising, standing up and saying, absolutely not. Heck no to the great reset. We the people decide as citizens of sovereign nations how we actually determine our future through self-determination. I'm going to air a very powerful little piece at the start of the next segment called If I Was the Deep State. And I haven't checked it, but I can tell you it's AI doing Paul Harvey's voice. Uh, and man, I love Paul Harvey's voice. So uh, we can turf, definitely use AI to our own advantage. We seem to be, understand that it is a Trojan horse being left on the battlefield for us to pick up the Promethean fire. Uh, Chase Geyser is an amazing talk show host. I've known about him for years. He also uh, does some collaboration work with InfoWars. He's based here in Austin. Real Chase Geyser on Twitter, One American Podcast. And he uh, just got the big interview with the now the number two Republican nominee. He surpassed in many polls uh, DeSantis. That's a big deal. I, the full interview, I'm told, is on Band.Video and also on your website. And we're going to post it to InfoWars.com. Tell us about your uh, interview. You know, it was great. His team reached out to me, which is encouraging. Uh, I finally got to the point with my podcast where people are starting to reach out to me, which is an exciting thing. And one of the things that really impressed me about Vivek was how authentic and genuinely enthusiastic his team is about him. He's got a lot of young people working around him. But yeah, I spoke with him for 15 minutes or so a couple of days ago, uh, just sort of hard hitting several different major topics. And I was really impressed with him. He comes off a little bit like uh, in a a Barack Obama in the sense, not in the deep state sense, but in the sense that he's very articulate and he almost has like a Harvard shine to him, a traditional Harvard shine to him. So I was very impressed with his intellect, his how succinct he was and articulate he was with with his positions. And, and, and Trump, he's the only guy that Trump said, yeah, he could be my running mate. Trump's even said, I like him the best. That's a pretty big deal. One of the things that I noted in the interview that I thought was really fascinating was when the topic of Trump came up, I asked him, of course, the question why we should vote for him instead of Donald Trump. 
he started off by saying, let me just speak the truth here and say that I think Donald Trump was a fantastic president, which is not something you often hear from somebody who's running for office against someone else to say that they did a fantastic job in that very office. Sure. Obviously, he, he's using this as a bully pulpit to get the word out and be supportive of Trump. I think so. I don't know if he has genuine intentions of actually being the president. A lot of this has to do with just garnering as much influence as possible. We saw the same thing happen with Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton in 2016, where despite the fact that the primary election was stolen from him, he was able to manipulate and change and influence her general election policy because of his power and influence in the primary election. And Vivek may accomplish the same thing. He may actually be able to influence the ultimate Trump policies in the general election by garnering enough support in the primary. Well, I couldn't watch the whole interview because it wasn't up this morning. I saw a Twitter clip. Now it's live at Infowars.com and Mandot Video. I hope folks share that because you're doing a lot of really, really great interviews. Uh, when I say this is dangerous, I don't just say this for effect. People now figure that out. Like you're, you're watching what I predicted. This is how classic tyranny works. And I just take classic tyranny plus high tech systems we have currently and try to estimate how that'll integrate together. And it's exactly as we basically have, have broken down. Uh, they declared the American people terrorist officially in June of 2021. And they said, to be a terrorist, you must be a white supremacist. And a white supremacist is anyone questioning elections, forced shots, lockdowns, uh, Libya withdrawals, it, it's, it's the kitchen sink. Now they're officially all over TV. And I played clips earlier, we'll play some more next segment, saying, if you disagree with the Democrats, you're a terrorist, and we want Homeland Security to come after you. This is outrageous, but it means they're getting ready to try it. What's your response to that, Mr. Geyser? And then what pretext are they going to have to have to do that? Well, I think the fascinating thing about this form of tyranny that we're seeing manifest is the use of the private sector, right? So we know now because of the Twitter files and things like that, that the initial approach that the United States sort of deep state had was to infiltrate existing private businesses, influence and leverage power over those businesses to do things that are constitutionally prohibited by the government. Directly. Fascism. Exactly. It's fascism. But it, but unlike Hitler, where it was overt, it, it was covert. And now that it's found out, they might as well just explicitly tell us that we're domestic terrorists and they're coming after us because the secret's out. Everybody who looks knows you just have to look. Well, you're right. I was just reading a, a book of conversations with Hitler right before he got elected called Hitler Speaks by a member of the Nazi party that later turned against him. And he talks all about covertly we're going to take over the governments. We'll invade France and have almost all their generals on our side. We'll conquer them in two weeks and be marching in Paris. Did it, you know, 10 years later. I mean, this is... And the closest thing to Hitler, but much more sophisticated is these guys. When you actually look at the cut of their operation, it's Hitlerian. Yeah, I think so. And one of the things that's interesting specifically about how the Third Reich came to power is if you look just, just a few years before the Nazis came into power in 1933, only one in 40 Germans actually identified explicitly as a Nazi. But what happened was they had all these parties pitted against each other, and they just needed that wedge to come in where they could make it the imbalance to push over the whole entire thing. And so... On the one hand, it's scary because you know that the deep state could do that. But on the other hand, it's hopeful in that maybe as Americans, we don't actually have to have 51% to make a difference. Exactly. Instead of Nazis using the highly vocal organized group, who is it? Thomas Jefferson said, we don't need a majority to triumph, only a highly focused, you know, I forget the exact quote, irate group of people. Yeah, absolutely. Radicals, zealots. And frankly, I've just embraced the term radical. When they call me a right-wing extremist or a radical person, I'm by no means a racist or a white supremacist or anything like that, but I am absolutely a radical. I'm radical for freedom. I've been baptized by the tyranny and the injustice of the Democratic Party. I'm a zealot. I'm bought in. Like, you should definitely be a radical, in my opinion. <laughs> 
Absolutely. And, and you know, Zealot goes back to the Jews. They didn't want to be conquered by uh, Titus. Uh, and, of course, they got beaten in the first round, but later came back uh, thousands of years later to retake their, their, their area. But, I mean, this, th th this is a time where we're going into captivity for hundreds of years, if not thousands, to use the allegory of the Jews. If we don't say no now, we are going into the slavery. I mean, it's happening. Yeah. You know, I was thinking last night I had a hard, hard time falling asleep because I took Turbo Force too late in the day. <laughs> and I was thinking about how you've been talking about football and using different football stories the last few days in the segments. And the thing about football is that when the game is over, when the time is out, that's when the winner or the loser is determined. But in our case with with tyranny, it only wins when you give up. There's no there's no time. Exactly. They win when you capitulate. Yes, exactly. So all we have to do is not give up. It's just like the famous scene from Cool Hand Luke with the boxing. He won that fight, even though he lost that fight because he kept getting up. And that, to me, is one of the most inspirational moments in cinema. And I think that we should remember that as Americans, as patriots, as info warriors, that as long as we keep getting up, we, we can't be defeated. Well, the King of England had to admit the greatest general in the world was George Washington when he persevered for six years and spent all his own personal treasure. He was one of the richest guys in the colonies to defeat that. Uh, and they had to say, you know, uh, that, well, OK, the, the greatest man in the world, when, when, when George Washington died, the King of England said, the greatest man in the world has just died. And, and that's because George Washington broke them and beat them with only 5, 10, 15% of the resistance force he needed. They recognized that back at the time as a great achievement. And, and, and so we need to know we come from very special stuff here in this republic. And, and listen, we got way more than 15%, folks. We're going to beat these people if you don't give up. Perseverance is the blood of victory. We'll be right back with Chase Geyser, One American Podcast, Real Chase Geyser. And uh, we'll, we'll get into all these clips and talk about how to save the republic. Tell us about the products, how we support you, how we support all of ourselves and the big event coming up. Well, yeah, let's, the first one, you obviously can go to MyPillow.com, use that promo code Alex, and you can get all these great discounts on all of our products. And just by visiting the site, you're going to get a $20 free gift emailed to you immediately. And there's the, the biggest special we have right now, the 20-year anniversary MyPillow for $19.98 for the queen size, normally $69.98. We're celebrating our anniversary with what my employees do, love doing best. Producing and making the my pillow and the model of businessmen and women with can-do know-how using the money for Americana freedom to fight the globalists is what they fear. That's what the deep banking is about. That's what the financial attacks are about. That's why we've got a rush to support mypillow.com and infowars.com plus their great products at both places because we are the tip of the spear. If I was the deep state, I'd keep on doing exactly what I'm doing. If I was the deep state and I wanted to destroy America, I would rig the election with a puppet candidate, one that was so compromised that they would never say a word about it. I would create a false flag that allows for mail-in ballots. I would be in charge of the ballot counting machines. I would create a false flag to blame all who question the results of the election. If I was the deep state, I would prosecute anyone that went against me. I would sue and prosecute anyone that spoke up about the fraudulent election. I would use my powers to shut down all your internet businesses and bankrupt you. 
If I was the deep state, I would make everyone an example why you should never question a Democrat ever winning an election. I would imprison my foes. I would use my corrupt DAs and blackmailed judges to destroy you. I would make sure all crimes I ever committed never happened. I would prosecute my biggest competition. I would make sure they could never run for office ever again. If I was the deep state, I would convince everyone that Ukraine Nazis were good and women are men. If I was the deep state, I would own every politician that mattered. If I was the deep state, I would push my pedophilia ambitions on you. If I was the deep state, you'd question your sexual identity, but not the medical establishment. If I was the deep state, you would fear to ever resist me. If I was the deep state, you would wish I was really the devil. If I was the deep state, I would say mission accomplished. Well, the final countdown's over. We're not in New World Order beta now. We're in operational. Full release of their product. Total collapse, race war, mass disease, billions dead. If you want to live in that world, you're going to get a front row seat to it and get drugged into the center of the arena to be chewed up by it. Or you can decide to join your ancestors to fight for freedom and build a legacy for our children. You will not be invigorated or satisfied serving evil. Only fighting the globalists will you be fulfilled. And that is the great choice and the great commission we now have on July 27th, 2023. Chase Geyser of One American Podcast. You've been doing a lot of great work, a lot of big interviews. What do you make of Mitt Romney saying it's time to ban speech we don't agree with? MSNBC spooks saying it's time to use Homeland Security against speech. I don't see this as a sign of strength. I see it as extreme weakness. I think anybody who says something like that is a traitor to his country, frankly. And I don't really have much to extrapolate on it. That's just that's just the fact of it. If you're any sort of that's what bad guys talk like. Yes, absolutely. And frankly, censorship has never really been used to censor falsehoods. Historically, it's always used to censor the truth. And it's always used on behalf of those among us who are most evil. So the truth stands on its own, whether it's faced with with falsehoods or not. Censorship is not necessary for those on the side of truth. They don't have to use that as a tool to silence the opposition. I mean, even God in the Garden of Eden, if you look at Christianity, gave the option to, to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. He didn't have to censor evil. There's, there's something archetypal, archetypal about, about this. And I think that anybody who advocates for censorship is an enemy to America, whether they intend to be or not. Well, if you study the psychological warfare groups that are out there, no psychology school is 100% right because it's all just a human attempt to label human nature. But it's extremely useful to put it in categories, whether it's Jungian psychology or, you know, whether it's the psychology of Sigmund Freud or some of the more modern, you know, so then you got the Keynesian, all the pedophile psychology the last 80 years. I mean, I mean, we know that seven or eight big groups that are out there, but, but they all do kind of label phenomenon that are out there. And... When you look at the, the, the psychological warfare systems, they can't hide the dystopic nature of it. So they tell you, you're ugly, you're bad, you're failed, you're fallen. And so the thing to do is commit suicide, but not just take yourself down, take others with you. So the left around the world are now like suicide bombers in culture, but then their bosses are transhumanists that say, we're going to rewrite the planet, we're going to be gods, we've got to get rid of these people and get rid of any other life they don't control. And, and, and so they're really fools pretending they're on some winning team carrying out some jihad or some crusade when their own bosses are laughing at them. So 
I try to reach out to the brainwashed because that's the Christ-like thing to do. I'm certainly not like Christ. I aspire to be. Uh, but at the end of the day, how do we balance that, Chase Geyser, of do we focus on motivating the good people that are already awake? How much time do we spend on the unwashed prodigal sons? That's a great question. And I have several thoughts on this topic as it's been something that's been on my mind for several years. The first thing I will say is you mentioned this 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 push for suicide, this push for death, and it's not just a physical death. They're pushing for the death of the spirit, right? The silencing. And what we've come to now is a place where they don't even necessarily have to censor you because of the self-censorship because you're scared. And what I'll say is if you're scared of speaking out on behalf of what you believe is true, what you know to be true, if you're scared of speaking out because you're worried about losing your job or the IRS coming after you or any sort of ramifications, just imagine how much worse the threat is if you don't say anything. Like you have to speak now because the danger of not doing anything and fighting now is far greater than any sort of ramifications of, oh, I'm gonna lose my job if I say who I voted for or anything like that. You have to speak the truth, speak it bold, speak it proudly because when everyone is silent, no one thinks that anyone else agrees with them. It happens in communism. We see it over and over again. Everyone is so quiet because they don't know who actually is on the side of the state. And that's- Silence isn't do. golden, it's yellow. That's right. To quote Barry Goldwater. So let me ask you this. As it becomes evident that the New World Order is pure death, how do you expect all this to unfold? Because there is a great awakening. I mean, I see massive amounts of people finally getting it. Uh, I mean, just across the board. Do you agree with that statement? And, and, and then B, how do, how, does the, how do the bad guys counter it? We saw Kamala Harris call for depopulation. I don't understand how anybody who saw that clip could possibly vote for any politician at all, let alone Kamala Harris. And then Snopes said she didn't mean it. Yeah, because yeah. Snopes knows what she really means. and what well, she no, they, They're the arbiter of reality. They, they, you know, they tell you. No. Yeah, so I, I, think the, I think the first step is to, to wake up, and the second step is to speak out. I don't call for violence at all. I know that you don't call for violence at all. We don't have to have a violent revolution in this country to have a revolution in this country. Yeah, I know. I mean, if they're trying to take us and our children to FEMA camps and forcefully, okay, okay. I feel sorry for the idiots coming, but this is the point it is. You know, but that's not going to hurt the new world order right up front. It's targeting their leaders and their ideas. It's where the main war should be. If we have to go to physical, that means we failed. We'll still win that too, though. Yeah, I agree with you on that note, but I think that when we've seen major political change in this country, traditionally, historically, especially with the civil rights movement, it was through civil disobedience. Yeah, the black people being bit by German shepherds and, and, and hit by fire hoses would have overrun and, and, and beat the police up. That would have right. backfired, but letting them beat them, they won. Right. And, and it wasn't a wimp move to let somebody hit you in the head with a club. It was realizing this is on camera. This is going to discredit you. Absolutely. Well, and the crazy thing about that example that you just mentioned is if you look at pictures of the civil rights protests versus Antifa protests, the difference is these are men and women showing up to protest peacefully in suits instead of violently in masks. And that's the way you actually make change and not enemies. Well, uh, yeah, the most elite organizations on the planet, CIA, have their professors, every time they get arrested, it's some professor out there trying to trigger black people to riot. So, so they're trying to piggyback their communist takeover as a 1963, you know, or 1966 2.0 or something when it's not. Yeah. And I think that they feel abundantly threatened now because 
there's not as much of a conglomeration on information as there used to be. I mean, they used to have a monopoly on all the mainstream media outlets and all the uh, big tech platforms. But with this, with this, these new changes at Twitter, say what you will about Elon Musk, he's not perfect by any means, but they don't have the monopoly that they had on information anymore because there's this one leak. And uh, was it Benjamin Franklin that said a great leak can, or a small leak can sink a great ship? That's what they're experiencing now. And I, I think- No, I mean, I agree with you. Over. Give me your view on Elon Musk. I mean, whether he's a good guy, a bad guy, or just a pragmatist, the fact that he's having to sing our tune shows that liberty's popular. Yeah, I think that I think that all people are good people and bad people. So I, I wouldn't classify him as either a good guy or a bad guy. I think he's trying to be a good person. I think he's a genius. I think he's brilliant. I, I really liked Greg Reese's video the other day on Elon Musk because I thought it was fascinating. But I don't agree with the take because if it was that easy to be a multi-billionaire just by lying, then there would be thousands and millions of multi-billionaires. But I think that Elon Musk is, is good for America, good for free speech. And I actually have more thoughts on why I think he bought uh, Twitter that I'm happy to go over in the next segment with you. Let's talk about that straight ahead. And again, we're not in a cult. We're all free to have different ideas here. I'm not mad at Greg. I disagree with Greg some as well, but I, I like his ideas. It's good for food for thought. Working on a weekend like usual. Way off in the deep end like usual. You need to go to InfoWarsStore.com because these are amazing products. So we have super high quality colloidal silver sold out for three plus years, 300 parts per million, silver bullet, now back in stock, InfoWarsStore.com. We have nitric boost that cleans out your blood, discounted InfoWarsStore.com. We have the great CBD oil, full spectrum, highest quality for half the price that the same thing is sold in stores for. We private label it. Third parties have tested it. They say it's the highest rated out there. They're like, wow, this is really great. The lowest price we've seen. Yeah, it's amazing for your neurological systems, your joints, your bones, everything. Get our full spectrum CBD oil, InfoWarsStore.com. And there's a few signed copies left of the, my book, The Great Reset and the War for the World, at InfoWarsStore.com. I want to thank you all for your support. But whatever you do, spread the word about the broadcast. We'll be this right back. Fame, not clout. I don't even know what that's about. Watch your mouth. And we are back live. I'm going to host some into the next hour with Drew Hernandez because the UN head, the Secretary General, says for get global warming, we're in the global boiling phase. Well, remember a few years ago, they said, well, we're about to end COVID and then it'll be global warming. We have the statistics. We have the numbers. It's all hype. It's all a lie. The fact that it's hot in Death Valley, we had a death in Death Valley this week. We need carbon taxes. It's called Death Valley for a reason, folks. Texas has not even approached its records. Nobody's broken records. It's all a lie. Plus, paying carbon taxes won't fix it. Uh, but getting back to the man that hosts One America Podcast, Real Chase Geyser. It does a lot of great work with InfoWars, collaborating as well. You wanted to get more into Elon Musk last segment. Yeah, so I had this epiphany. I think I saw a video on TikTok or something of that nature that inspired the thought. Elon Musk claims that he bought Twitter and make it a free speech platform. And I don't think that's entirely false. But I also think that he is seeking to be a major competitor of OpenAI, which, of course, is the organization that's responsible for ChatGPT, a lot of these advancements in artificial intelligence. And in order to create an artificial intelligence that's unbiased, you have to give it data that's unbiased as an input. So my theory is that he bought Twitter to try to make it a more free speech platform. Sure, as an AI trainer. Yep, so that he can make a competitor to the work that OpenAI is doing, Microsoft's doing, the government's doing, that's actually an honest AI. That's that, That's what I hope the outcome is. But I've, I've been really thinking about that for the last couple of weeks, and I think that's something to be um, considered. 
Well, I call AI the ultimate plagiarist and the ultimate copyright infringement thing, and I'm not a big copyright hawk, but the point is you can go and get, oh my gosh, Charlton Heston. And it's not perfect yet, but it's getting close. Charlton Heston can read our ads now. Yeah, we now got we don't, you pretty good. That'd be pretty good. We don't call it Charlton Heston, though. That's when it becomes an issue. But we can go program at Charlton Heston and then have Charlton Heston uh, you know, do our do, yeah. do our hosting or Rod Sterling as well. We had we've had Rod Sterling's voice, uh, an image on, on a couple of the ads. Jim Morrison on one of the ads as well. And so, in a way, it steals their identity, but also brings them back from the dead. Exactly. And I've so, been focusing on icons with some of the content because I don't want to you know hack off anybody who's still alive or operating. But what about the new Paul Harvey one? Like, I didn't make that one, but I was impressed hearing it, and I'm inspired to create some more. I love Paul Harvey's yeah. voice. It's very cool. It's almost like an Art Bell thing too. I'd like to do an Art Bell angle too. Oh man. So uh, keep going, because I've got a lot of questions, but uh, on Elon Musk, people need to understand the fact that he has to sound like us and do a bunch of good things, judge a tree by its fruits, whether he's evil or whether he's agnostic or whether he's a bad guy or whether he's a good guy, the fact that he's having to begin to sound like us means we're winning and the work he's doing now is only going to be good. Uh, we should criticize the bad he does and support the good he does. I think so. And one of the fascinating things to me about Elon Musk specifically is so many of us, especially in the middle class, we do things because we have to do them, right? We work jobs that we don't want to work because we have to, to pay our bills. And when you're someone like Elon Musk and you're worth hundreds of billions of dollars, everything you do at that point is like another degree of freedom. It's because you want to, for some reason, whether, whether it's because you want more power or more money, but in the case of Elon Musk, he's not a materialistic person. He's already as famous as seems possible on the planet. There's not really a lot of motive for him to do anything. It seems like he, he got to. super famous to become the good guy. Yes. That's what I want to believe in him. That's what I want to believe too. And it's almost like the Greek analogy of the gods. If you believe in them, they exist. Maybe if we support him and believe in him as a good guy, he will be one. Or maybe if we don't support him and he fails, he'll turn back. I mean, I think there's an opportunism there, but I think he'd rather be the hero. Why do you think it is that he won't let you back on Twitter? Oh, uh, I mean, I understand it. They, when I say this, I'm not bragging because I wasn't that important. Starting about six years ago, seven years ago, uh, right when Trump was about to win, it'd be like 100 articles a day. And it'd be like 400 a day. And they'd syndicate them. So I would get Google alerts sometimes 20,000 articles. That was a few times, but a lot of times five, 10,000 a day they take one AP article and put it in 5,000 papers. It was always in the local paper every day attacking. You turn on local news attacking. They were like attacking the archetypal image of the populist. And they were basically just testing it to say, can we destroy this guy? Not because it was me, but, but, but because it was the archetype. And so I knew they were building it up towards something. What was your question? Why he kicked you off Twitter. Oh, oh so, 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 so yeah. So imagine this battery of anti-populism, take this image of populism, pro-human freedom, misrepresent what I stand for, what I've said, what I've done, create this straw man, create this 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 alternate universe, this stolen identity, and, and then use that stolen Alex Jones against the populist movement. They were scared that I was going to reach more people. They wanted to inoculate them against me. But more importantly, they wanted to just set the precedent to get people to accept censorship so that once they accepted my censorship, they would accept everybody else's, which they bragged about. And then they later said, we'll use the Alex Jones system on Tucker Carlson, Donald Trump, everybody else. So some days, tens of thousands of articles, always newscasts, local news, national news, thousands of news reports nationally, you know, NPR hundreds of times, PBS hundreds of times, CNN hundreds of times, ABC. I mean, we're talking tens of thousands, foreign news, Japanese news. 
uh, you know, European news, UK news, Mexican news, Brazilian news, Alex Jones, the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil. I just felt honored by that level of demonization, but I knew it was bigger than me. And so Elon Musk understands that he can free up Twitter to a great extent and dig out the moles. But if he says Alex Jones is there, it taps into that capacitor of electricity that bomb that if he can get all these other people freed, but if he frees me, they go, oh, he's the guy that peed on kids' graves. Never peed on kids' graves, never said their names, never sent anybody, never did anything. It was all lies, but it doesn't matter. They said I did, so it's real. So he, he, so he says Alex Jones should be killed. He said Alex Jones should have a millstone tied around his neck. I will not free him. He is the devil. And, and, and then he also gets up there and says, I'm the devil's champion. So if I'm the devil, Elon Musk is my champion. And, and I'm being sarcastic there. I just get that as long as he continues X's trajectory towards freedom, if I'm the sacrificial lamb, uh, if, if I'm the bad guy so he can free everybody else, I, I mean, I kind of get that. I think he should go further and tell them to go to hell. But they already pulled 59% of his advertisers. They're already very close to That's defeating him. And, and so I understand the calculus of Joe Rogan loves me, says I'm his top guest after Elon. You know, he gets too much criticism, won't have me on. Fine, I'm still be hanging out, have dinner all the time. Uh, uh, you know, Tucker Carlson wants to have me on. Fox wouldn't have me. Now he's new investors. Don't want me. Everybody else, fine. It's it's almost good to be the guy that, that that's so bad, nobody else can have him on. So so I, 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 it's not that I like that, but at the same time, I, you know, that's something that I was the putting, badge of honor. I was put in this position for. And yeah. so I'm still friends with Tucker, still friends with Joe, still friends with all those people that, you know, I mean, Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate lost his banking. A year ago, I got a guy, got him his banking. And then I asked Andrew Tate, hey, will you come on? He's like, oh, yeah, next week. The fifth time he asked him, no, because there's too much heat on Alex Jones. That's a good thing that Andrew Tate's scared to come on my show. That's a good thing, Tucker Carlson, who's been on four or five times, we're friends and hang out. It, it, it's like, I, actually, I don't want Tucker on my show. I don't want Andrew Tate on my show. Fine, I don't want to go on Joe Rogan's show. You know, if that's who I am, if I'm the worst guy in the universe, which is the polar opposite, I'm really a good guy, then I, then I kind of accept this. Do you think Joe Rogan and Elon Musk have discussed your censorship? Sure they have. Yeah, I'm not going to get into it all. I mean, I know a lot, a lot of stuff, and I'll leave it at that. And, I, and I've met with some of Musk's top people, and they would approach me. I looked up who they were. I'm like, oh, gosh, that's like his one of his two, second you know, command lawyer. So, I mean, I get it, and I understand the game they're playing. Here's the deal. I'm not playing games. I'm not looking at calculus. It was Lord uh, Nelson that said, damn the maneuvers, go straight at him. Because at a certain point, it just let's just get the fight going General here. Patton, a good plan today is better than a perfect plan next week. Just do something. Exactly. Right. So I'm not going to sit here and always wait and calculate. And I'm not Machiavelli. Right. I can analyze Machiavelli in operations, but enough about me. I'm going to go right at him. Yeah, I agree with that. And the Machiavellian thing is really interesting because those who compromise values for an end goal always seem to end up becoming compromised themselves. You, it, it, there's a story, the Ark of the Covenant in the Old Testament of the Bible, where, where they weren't supposed to touch it. It almost fell off the platform that they were carrying it on. When they reached out to save it from falling on the ground, it, it, the man was immediately smitten, I believe. And the moral of the story Killed. is, even if you do the wrong thing for the right reason, it's still the wrong thing, right? A lot of people think that's a wrath of God story, but it's like, no, don't do the wrong thing for the right reason. You were trying to save the Ark, but you were told not to touch it. Yeah, and I wasn't up here separating myself from those other people. They're great people. They have courage. Sure. I'm going to tell you the truth about it. And, and so we're not going to get free by half measures and calculating. We got here by being lawyers and calculating. The calculating, the splitting hairs need to stop. We need to say, this is what we stand for. And there's a drug to that. I, I'm, 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 a, I'm, I'm high as a kite naturally. 
and I've actually got to, you know, drink some alcohol sometimes just to settle myself down. People say, is this guy on cocaine? No, it's the opposite. I take the alcohol depressant sometimes because I've got too much energy. So it's not like I'm up here, um, you know, having to get energy. It's the opposite. And so I'm high when I don't compromise. I don't think about the answer and I just go with the truth. And that that is so addicting, better than sex, better than victory, better than anything, that it's just like it's it's all I care about. I'm constantly taking turbo force just to try to get to your level, man. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Enough about me. Enough about me. But I'll just tell you this. Here's a little picture I drew of kind of like a little demon during the break. It's easy to draw something evil. Imagine trying to draw an angel or God. I can't do it. But evil's easy to write. Easy to draw because it's stupid looking. It's a clown. But can I draw an angel or even draw God? Never. But can I draw a little devil? Absolutely. Because evil's easy to do, folks. Not good. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Chase Geysers, our guest. Final segment. Ahead of Drew Hernandez. Taking over. Free bird. Yeah. Woo. All right. Well, you're a smart guy. Love having you here. Love the great work you're doing. Thanks for interviewing uh, Vivek. Get him to say nice things about us being censored. And I'd like to be let back on Twitter. Um... But at the same time, I can see the duality. Being the guy in the phantom zone, like the revote and black sheep, is is, is, is 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 something I see that God put me in that position. So I'm very blessed they chose me to be the devil because I'm not really the devil. But enough about me. Shut up about Alex Jones. What else is on your radar screen? What else are you up to? What else you want to impart to viewers? Wow, man, that's, that's such a loaded question. The things that I'm thinking about on a daily basis are how we can utilize AI to fight back. And I was uh, uh, talking to Du and Darren the other day in the uh, in their office back there about how we need to innovate faster than they, the leftists, the globalists, can regulate, right? And so I would encourage all the listeners to figure out ways that they can learn how to use this technology, implement these tools in order to get the word out, not only to awaken themselves, but to circumvent some of these these old world policies and barriers that are that are put in place because we can move faster than they can against us because regulation is a red tape thing. But if, if and Vivek said that he said yes. we're up against an old world. Seventeen seventy six is the answer. Seventeen seventy six is the idea of the Renaissance. Absolutely, absolutely. And I thought that taking was, military action against an empire and beating it. That's kind of like the the main flower of the Renaissance is like watch this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and the fact that this Renaissance theme keeps coming up time and time again is really interesting. It's 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 in the subtitle of your book coming out in this reawakening, this this rebirth, this realignment. I, I really think we're going through a cultural baptism right now. I agree. It's a baptism of fire. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you think comes next? What does the deep state fish out of their nest, though, to try to win? Well, I think what we're going to see happen is we're going to see continued uh, attempts at censorship, but it's going to become more and more difficult as in information becomes decentralized. And then what we're going to see is more and more overt actions. We saw with the Obama administration that they were antagonistic only to political opponents in terms of tax audits and things like that. We're going to see more and more of that. I think that Owen Schroyer is right on the war room when he talks about things like like audits. I get letters from the IRS that are just total baloney. My 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 uh, accountants say that they're taxing me for hundreds of thousands of dollars more than I make. And I don't know if it's related or not, but we're going to see this antagonism increase. And what you have to do is you just have to have civil disobedience. You have to fight against it and never lay down. Just yesterday, we got the notice of five hundred and something thousand dollars out of the IRS. And it was like of someone else's tax ID. It's totally fake. 
Uh, yeah. But the point is they're just doing that. They as just harassment. send you letters. And then if you don't respond, they assume that you're guilty because you didn't fight it. It's like they give you nine days to send a letter back. You're like, this isn't our tax daddy number. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to pay my mortgage. I don't have time to wait online for four hours on the phone to talk to somebody at the IRS who doesn't even know how to do their job. This is the type of assault that we're going to face. This is as an assault of bureaucracy and red tape. And I just think that we have to stand up for it. We have to put people in office who they hate. And that's why I'm supporting Donald Trump for president, because everybody I hate hates him. Everybody who hates America hates him. That's the number one reason to vote for him, in my opinion. 100%. And again, nothing against illegal aliens. They're fleeing globalist lockdowns. Sure. But sure. they don't have to take the shot. We do. That really woke a lot of people up. Like, wait a minute. The UN won't give them a shot as liability, but we got to take it? Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. The worst thing about it is when you tell people you love not to do it and they do it anyway. I had this conversation with my dad. He's like, I'm going to get it. I'm old. Something else will get me anyway. I'm like, don't take it, man. And the crazy thing about it is in the 80s, they gave hemophiliacs HIV and AIDS and hepatitis through the blood transfusions. And they knew for years, Fauci knew right. for years, the fact that I'm a type A hemophiliac. I know people who died of AIDS wow. in the 80s. I was born right on the other side of it. So I never had to worry about it. But the fact that like our family could have that sort of experience and then go and, and take it. And Bayer wrote in, in, in the documents in France, they said... Just screw it. Get rid of the hemophiliacs. Yeah. They knew it was in there and they yeah. just said, screw you. And when the product was made illegal in the United States, they shipped their right, their inventory to third world countries. They said, okay, give it to the poor countries. Give them AIDS with the, with the right, with the remaining inventory that was made illegal in the United States. Well-documented on record. Great documentary called bad blood. All about it. Absolutely. I had the doctor on that was in uh, Canada who got firebombed after he was on my show. Really? Yeah. The hemophiliac society. They firebombed yeah. him right after he, yeah. he did a bunch of interviews. They firebombed him after that. And then they also uh, firebombed the doctor in Little Rock to expose it. Yep. And if you look at what happened, a lot of the executives in other countries like Japan and things of that nature, they bowed down and apologized to the families of these dead kids. But in the United States, I don't think anybody went to jail. I think they say 2 million people died of it. Well, That's 10, liberal, yeah, though. Yeah. Chase Geyser, real Chase Geyser, amazing. Love you, brother. Great job. Thank you. Drew Hernandez coming up. Stay with us. We have been right in the red, right in the black. We are now into the black. And I want to go major into the black so that we can get out of this bankruptcy reorganization and then say, okay, we're going to hire more reporters. We're going to expand. And I'm making those arguments right now. I'm about to make them to the bankruptcy court in like a month. Looks like it's going to go through. We're going to stay on air. But I don't want to just sit here and have some court deal where we just operate and crawl along. I want to supercharge and I want to expand and build this operation. That takes funds. Plus, that's a side issue. These are great products. Our Nitric Boost is incredible. Cleans out your blood. Highest quality. You've heard Dr. Mikovic say how amazing it is. It's discounted. Double Patriot points right now. Up to 60% off on products at InfoWorkTour.com. And then this final point. It's been three years since we had it. We got it back in stock. The amazing 30 parts per million highest quality colloidal silver and all the great things and all the great uses back in stock limited supply infowarstore.com 30 percent off and it's a very limited supply but we have it back infowarstore.com silver bullet colloidal silver the infowars life silver bullet colloidal silver has returned silver bullet is the answer to alex's extensive search for a powerful colloidal silver product that utilizes high quality processes to ensure for a truly unique product that has applications for both preparedness and regular use. It is amazing. 
It's got thousands of reviews, five-star reviews. Infowarsstore.com. Silver Bullet returns to Infowarsstore.com. And while you're there, get some super female vitality, some turbo force, some brain force, and some brain force ultra. Because they're all about to sell out. And krill oil is amazing as well.